This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. We live in a world of options where we might do this or that if we feel like it. But for followers of Jesus, certain things are not optional, but necessary. Keep listening to find out more about Necessary Christianity by Claude Alexander and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 11 through 14. Asa's reign ends. The events of Asa's reign from start to finish are recorded in the scrolls of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa developed a foot disease, and his disease became severe. Yet even in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but only the doctors. Asa passed away in the 41st year of his reign. He was buried in the tomb he had carved out in the city of David. They laid him to rest on a platform covered with spices and assorted mixtures of ointments. They made a huge bonfire to honor him. 1 Kings chapter 15, verses 23-24 through 24. The rest of the events of Asa's reign, including all his successes and accomplishments, as well as a record of the cities he built, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Judah. Yet when he was very old, he developed a foot disease. Asa passed away and was buried with his ancestors in the city of his ancestor David. His son Jehoshaphat replaced him as king. Second Chronicles chapter 17 Jehoshaphat becomes king his son Jehoshaphat replaced him as king and solidified his rule over Israel. He placed troops in all Judah's fortified cities and posted garrisons throughout the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim that his father Asa had seized. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed his ancestor David's footsteps at the beginning of his reign. He did not seek the balls, but instead sought the God of his ancestors and obeyed his commands, unlike the Israelites. The Lord made his kingdom secure. All Judah brought tribute to Jehoshaphat, and he became very wealthy and greatly respected. He was committed to following the Lord. He even removed the high places and Asherah poles from Judah. In the third year of his reign, he sent his officials Ben-Hael, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nethanel, and Micaiah to teach in the cities of Judah. They were accompanied by the Levites, Shemaiah, Nethaniah, Zebediah, Asahel, Shemaramoth. Jehonathan, Adonijah, 
Tobija, and Tob Adonija, and by the priests Elishama and Jehoram. They taught throughout Judah, taking with them the scroll of the law of the Lord. They traveled to all the cities of Judah and taught the people. The Lord put fear into all the kingdoms surrounding Judah. They did not make war with Jehoshaphat. Some of the Philistines brought Jehoshaphat tribute, including a load of silver. The Arabs brought him 7,700 rams and 7,700 goats from their flocks. Jehoshaphat's power kept increasing. He built fortresses and storage cities throughout Judah. He had many supplies stored in the cities of Judah and an army of skilled warriors stationed in Jerusalem. These were the divisions by families. There were 1,000 officers from Judah. Adna, the commander, led 300,000 skilled warriors. Jehokanan, the commander, led 280,000. And Amisiah, son of Zikri, who volunteered to serve the Lord, led 200,000 skilled warriors. From Benjamin, Eliada, a skilled warrior, led 200,000 men who were equipped with bows and shields. And Jehozabad led 180,000 trained warriors. These were the ones who served the king beside those whom the king placed in the fortified cities throughout Judah. 1 Kings chapter 17 through 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 15. 1 Kings chapter 17. Elijah visits a widow in Sidonian territory. Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As certainly as the Lord God of Israel is whom I serve, There will be no dew or rain in the years ahead unless I give the command. The Lord's message came to him. Leave here and travel eastward. Hide out in the Kerith Valley, near the Jordan. Drink from the stream. I have already told the ravens to bring you food there. So he carried out the Lord's message. He went and lived in the Kerith Valley, near the Jordan. The ravens would bring him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he would drink from the stream. After a while, the stream dried up because there had been no rain in the land. The Lord's message came to him, Get up, go to Zarephath in Sidonian territory and live there. I have already told a widow who lives there to provide for you. So he got up and went to Zarephath. When he went through the city gate, there was a widow gathering wood. He called out to her, Please, give me a little water and a cup so I can take a drink. As she went to get it, he called out to her, Please, bring me a piece of bread. She said, As certainly as the Lord your God lives, I have no food except for a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. Right now, I am gathering a couple of sticks for a fire, then I'm going home to make one final meal for my son and myself. After we have eaten that, we will die of starvation. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go and do as you planned. But first, make me a small cake and bring it to me. Then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord God of Israel has said, the jar of flour will not be empty, and the jug of oil will not run out until the day the Lord makes it rain on the surface of the ground. She went and did as Elijah told her. There was always enough food for Elijah and for her and her family. The jar of flour was never empty, and the jug of oil never ran out, in keeping with the Lord's message that he had spoken through Elijah. After this, the son of the woman who owned the house got sick. His illness was so severe he could no longer breathe. She asked Elijah, Why, prophet, have you come to me to confront me with my sin and kill my son? He said to her, Hand me your son. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying, and laid him down on his bed. Then he called out to the Lord, O Lord my God, are you also bringing disaster on this widow I am staying with by killing her son? He stretched out over the boy 
three times and called out to the Lord, Oh, Lord, my God, please let this boy's breath return to him. The Lord answered Elijah's prayer. The boy's breath returned to him and he lived. Elijah took the boy, brought him down from the upper room to the house and handed him to his mother. Elijah then said, See, your son is alive. The woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a prophet and that the Lord's message really does come through you. 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 1-15 through 15. Elijah meets the king's servant. Sometime later, in the third year of the famine, the Lord's message came to Elijah, Go, make an appearance before Ahab, so I may send rain on the surface of the ground. So Elijah went to make an appearance before Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria. So Ahab summoned Obadiah, who supervised the palace. Now Obadiah was a very loyal follower of the Lord. When Jezebel was killing the Lord's prophets, Obadiah took 100 prophets and hid them in two caves in two groups of 50. He also brought them food and water. Ahab told Obadiah, go through the land to all the springs and valleys. Maybe we can find some grazing areas so we can keep the horses and mules alive and not have to kill some of the animals. They divided up the land between them to search it. Ahab went one way by himself and Obadiah went the other way by himself. As Obadiah was traveling along, Elijah met him. When he recognized him, he fell face down to the ground and said, Is it really you, my master Elijah? He replied, Yes. Go and say to your master, Elijah is back. Obadiah said, What sin have I committed that you are ready to hand your servant over to Ahab for execution? As certainly as the Lord your God lives, my master has sent to every nation and kingdom in an effort to find you. When they say, He's not here, he makes them swear an oath that they could not find you. Now you say, go and say to your master, Elijah is back. But when I leave you, the Lord's spirit will carry you away so I can't find you. If I go tell Ahab I've seen you, he won't be able to find you and he will kill me. That would not be fair because your servant has been a loyal follower of the Lord from my youth. Certainly my master is aware of what I did when Jezebel was killing the Lord's prophets. I hid 100 of the Lord's prophets in two caves in two groups of 50 and I brought them food and water. Now you say, go and say to your master, Elijah is back, but he will kill me. But Elijah said, as certainly as the Lord of heaven's armies lives, whom I serve, I will make an appearance before him today. New Testament reading, Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 through 51. Be ready. But as for that day and hour, no one knows it, not even the angels in heaven except the Father alone, just like the days of Noah were, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. For in those days, before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and took them all away. It will be the same at the coming of the Son of Man. Then there will be two men in the field, one will be taken and one left. There will be two women grinding grain with a mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore stay alert because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have been alert and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. The Faithful and Wise Slave Who then is the faithful and wise slave, whom the master has put in charge of his household, to give the other slaves their food at the proper time? Blessed is the slave whom the master finds at work when he comes. I tell you the truth, the master will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that evil slave should say to himself, My master is staying away a long time, 
and he begins to beat his fellow slaves and to eat and drink with drunkards, then the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not foresee and will cut him in two and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Luke chapter 21 verses 34 through 38. Be ready, but be on your guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day close down upon you suddenly like a trap, for it will overtake all who live on the face of the whole earth. But stay alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that must happen and to stand before the Son of Man. So every day Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, but at night he went and stayed on the Mount of Olives, and all the people came to him early in the morning to listen to him in the temple courts. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, I thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh. Lord, I thank you for this passage, O oh God, in First Kings, O oh God, about the, the widow who had only a, a, a little jug of, of olive oil and flour and was gathering up sticks, O oh God, so that she could make her last meal for her and her son. They were getting ready to die, O oh God. Thank you for this passage, O oh God. Just reminds us, it's always been a very comforting passage to me, O oh God, about your provision, O oh God, and the fact that your oil will not run out, God. Thank you for that message, O oh God, and it's timely. As so many people are struggling financially, O oh God, with just what's going on, um, with just the economy, O oh God, and rising prices of food and gas, O oh God, things are tight, things are hard, O oh God. Uh, it, it's hard to find affordable housing, oh God. Uh, there, things are just difficult. Money is tight and strained. People are, are, are even beginning to lose jobs, oh God. We're just praying that your provision would flow to those who are in need, oh God, who are in need of you to show up, oh Lord God, as the provider that you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you, oh God, for the ways, oh Lord, that you provide for us in ways that we don't always expect, in ways that maybe we had not even anticipated, oh God, but, the, but that you do show up and that you do take care of us, oh God. So I just pray that you, oh Lord, would encourage somebody under the sound of my voice, whoever is struggling financially, who is in need of provision, who is in need of food in their fridge, oh God, who is in need of money in their bank account, in their wallet, oh God, who is in need of money to give their, their children and to supply them with, with food, oh God, during the day, oh Lord God, and lunch money. God, things are tough. And I just pray that you will provide, that you, oh God, would be the God that you are, the generous and abundant provider that you are, oh God, and that you would show yourself strong in this matter, oh God. And I thank you, Lord God, for just even the testimony of Obadiah's faithfulness, oh God, and the ways that we tend as believers, oh God, who have been walking and running for Jesus by your grace, oh God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We've been running this race by your grace, oh Lord God. And the tendency when we are faced with possible suffering or opposition or discomfort of any kind or fear, uh, legitimate fear um, of either death or 
a tragic change in our lives, oh God, we begin to unroll, unravel, oh God, our receipts, our kingdom receipts of the things that we have done for you in the ways we've been loyal and faithful. Oh God, forgive us, oh Lord, for relying on our works, for relying on what we do as if, (laughs) as if, oh God, it is not a privilege and an honor to serve and obey you. Would you help us, oh Lord God, to see that being a servant of the Lord is our reasonable act of service? And would you help us to trust you above our circumstances, no matter what we're faced with, no matter what we're going through? Would you give us the faith, oh Lord God, to trust that you will bring us out, to trust that you will protect us, to trust that you will come through for us, oh Lord God, Maybe not in the ways that we expect. And you often act in very unconventional and mysterious ways. But would you help us to look out for your hand, to help us to look out, oh God, for your deliverance, to look out, oh Lord God, for the ram in the bush. Give us eyes to see your hand at work in our lives and give us faith to believe you will bring us through by your grace. I pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Life in God is less about what you could do and more about what you must do. Contrary to the life of the optional, accidental, and haphazard, the believer is called to live with a sense of divine necessity. No maybes about it. In Necessary Christianity, Bishop Claude Alexander unpacks the gospel statements of what Jesus said he must do. He must be about his father's business. He must go through Samaria. He must go to Jerusalem. Learn what is necessary for us to follow Jesus. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S shipping when you use the promo code the word that's promo code t-h-e-w-o-r-d at ivpress.com we pray this time of getting the word with truth table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of god's word but doers share your reflections on these scriptures with us on twitter and instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag truths table saints Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Yeah.